the world is opening up again. Sleepwalking has been our autopilot for the past year. We've been going with the flow because we've been expected to. Not saying there's anything wrong with the expectations of good hygiene, physical distancing, standing on your spot, but staying home has become the norm. And when we were able to get out, we've been feeling we have to fall in line. We've had no problem doing our part, but I think we're ready to wake up. We're waiting for a break in this action, but the problem is when it does break, will we just continue to sleepwalk? The church has been awake and now is your chance to wake others up. What will you do? Will you continue on autopilot or will you wake up? Will you stay in the dark or will you rise up from the ashes and let Christ shine on you and through you? Rise and shine. shine. Woo! Praise the Lord. Amen. What you going to do about that? Right? What you, what you going to do about that? Amen. Welcome to the church, right? Amen. You're the church, right? Am I looking at the church? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, man. So, 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 so what do we say this time of year? All right. He is risen. Amen. He's alive. Amen. But shouldn't we be saying that every day? (laughs) Praise the Lord. Because you know what? He's been risen. Amen. (laughs) He's been alive. Amen. All right. Come on, man. The question is, are you? <laughs> All right, he's risen, but have you risen? He's alive, but, ha- but, but, but are you alive? Amen? Amen? Come on, man. I got three people that are alive this morning. <laughs> All right. I'm alive. I'm alive. <laughs> right? I, mean, I, I just know, you know, we, we, that Christ came to give us life and life more abundant. Amen. Big life, a huge life, larger than life, life. All right. Life that just freaks everybody out. They don't got it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. You know, cause it's been crazy. It's been real crazy. All right. And over and over for over the past 14 months, I've been hearing the question from a lot of different people, man, that they have for God. And it's basically the, where are you? Where you at? You know what I mean? Where you at, man? People have been asking God that, all right? And I get it, man. This, this year has been a blur. It's been a blur for me. I keep trying to tell somebody something happened three months ago, and I realized that was a year and three months. <laughs> it's like I lost a year somehow. That was cool, man, because I, last year, when it was my birthday, I thought I was one year older, and then my wife told me, no, dude, you're 57, all right? Actually, no, you're 27, and I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, whoa, I got a whole year back. But then I just lost it again last year. So anyways, it didn't matter, right? And I know, man, that, that because of this blur, it has been hard to see. It's been a little hard to see that, that man, this whole time, that Christ, he never left, All right? He's been standing right next to us the whole time. And I think he's been challenging us with the same question. Where are you? Amen. Where are you? I think right now there's so many in the church. Now, I got a word for the church today, right? I also have a word for for those of you who don't know if you're the church or don't know uh, what's up. Maybe you snuck in here for a free show. I don't know. You know what I mean? Whatever the case may be, man, I got a word for all of y'all, man. but, 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 But I got a word for the church because this word is heavy. All right? It's heavy. And I believe that right now the church is where these two disciples were, you know, a couple of thousand years ago. 
all right, the, 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 these two disciples were walking down this road, man, and it was the, it was, it was the day of that, the morning of the resurrection. And well, actually, it was later in the day, all right, but it was the day of the resurrection. Jesus Christ had, had been crucified a few days earlier, was, was, was buried and was dead, all right, and then, and then they heard that, that he, had, he, had, he had come alive again, but they weren't, they weren't really wrapping their head around that kind of deal, and they were walking away from Jerusalem, they're walking. You can find this story in Luke 24. Don't have to turn there because I'm just going to tell it to you. All right. They're walking away from Jerusalem. And I see, you know what? When I see there is, a, is there, they're walking away from, from the cross. They're walking away from the resurrection. They're walking away from even their faith. They're walking away from the church. And they're heading to this place called Emmaus where there ain't nothing happening. Are you ever been to Emmaus? They don't even have Circle K. All right. I don't know why they're heading over there. They're walking away from. They're walking away from all of this and walking into just more distraction. Why? Because God didn't show up the way they thought He was going to show up. And there's so many in the church today. There's so many uh, men and women who call themselves by the family name Christian, Jesus people, Jesus followers, whatever you want to call it, man. All right. They call themselves by this name, and they're walking away because God didn't show up the way they wanted to show up this last year. I didn't see it. Where you at? Where we at on that one? Because a lot that has happened that, that we, you know, we don't agree with, and I get it, man. I don't agree with it either. And these dudes are walking away. And I don't even know. My, some people think it was a man and a wife. I don't know. One cat name was Cleopius or Cleopapus or Cle again, angry parents naming kids. I don't know the problem. <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> Sorry about that. And so they're walking away, right? And they're walking to this place. God didn't do what they thought he was going to do. And they're kind of beat up, man. And, and it's crazy because risen Jesus, the living Jesus, the alive Jesus, the post-cross death and burial and resurrection Jesus joins them on the path. I mean, they're walking away from all of that. And they're just kind of like down and out. And Jesus comes skipping along, right? Because he's brand new. Hey, all right, how's it going? All right, comes skipping along. What's up? All right, and they're like, why is this guy, you know what I mean? What, you know, what are you guys talking about? He tells them. And it's crazy because they challenge Jesus and tell him, man, are you the only one who just doesn't know anything around here? Because this is front page news. This is real deal. This is everybody who's anybody, or even anybody in town knows what just happened. How are you the only one who doesn't know? And the irony is he's the only one who does know what happened. And so many times, man, we're walking along the road, man, and we're, and we're just, we're looking over the, we see this wreckage, all right, these past 14 months, this craziness, all right, and then Jesus joins us up, what's up, You're trying to give us one of these and stuff like that, all right, and, and, and we ain't feeling it. They're like, dude, who are you? Because it says that they didn't even recognize him as Jesus. And you ever wonder why? You know, that some of these people didn't recognize Jesus until he kind of says, hey, man, I'm totally Jesus. I'm hello. You know, kind of thing. I think, man, sometimes we just don't, we didn't see our own brand of Jesus. You see, they had a brand of Jesus back over here in Jerusalem, and he didn't fit the brand. As a conquering king, whoosh, boom, taking down the Roman government, bam, all right, over, you know, lifting up Israel, bam, here we go, man, we're on, you know, white, riding white horses and stuff, man. This guy rode a donkey and then got killed. 
and buried. Didn't fit our own personal brand of Jesus. And of course, man, when you have your own personal brand of Jesus, when he's next to you, you ain't gonna recognize him because he don't look the way you want him to look. So they didn't recognize him. And they, uh, they thought he was ignorant of everything that took place. And it says that, uh, that, that Jesus, he says, man, are you, he goes, are you guys, he, he had some of the most harsh words I've ever seen him have for disciples and for his church. Most harsh words you'll ever see in the scriptures for his disciples. He says, you're foolish. He's like, it's so foolish. He called him foolish. How can you do that, Jesus? How are you going to do that? I think Jesus believed, uh, he's, he's, he, because they're, they're walking away from, they're like, okay, they're, of course God didn't come through, there ain't no God. And, and he says, you know, in, in, in Proverbs, uh, it says that the foolish man says in his heart that there is no God. And Jesus is walking by his disciples saying, dude, are you, are you serious? Seriously being that foolish that there's no God, really? And at that point, he shared, it's crazy, he shared about, he shared through all the scriptures about himself. Where, where, where in all the scriptures, like through the whole Old Testament, well, this was about me, this was about me, this was about me, and this was about me. And I've heard so many people, man, and that's, I get it, I, you know, I've said it too. Oh, I wish I was there. I wish I could have heard him say that. I wish I could have heard him. Oh, I would have given anything. You give anything, open your Bible. It's in there. We got the pages, man. We got the Testament. We could carry it around on our phone. All right, we can carry it around, you know what I mean, on an iPad. We can put it on our TV. We can listen to it in our sleep. We got all kinds of stuff, man. Well, I just wanted to be there. <laughs> if I couldn't be there, forget it. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> well, that's on you. All right. And he shared all about himself, man. And I think so many times, man, we're, we're right, right now, man, this is just a good description of so many in the church. All right, and it may not be y'all, man, but, but you know, we got a job to do because of this. All right, we got a job to do because of this. And I just see so many, so much just related right here that I think we can learn from. Because every once in a while, man, life is going to challenge us <laughs> to where we, we can't see. And all we got left is faith. All right, all we got left is faith. And I've been watching so many, all right, who recognize they can't see and all they got left is faith. And you know what? And it wasn't good enough. And they put their faith on a shelf. And they, some of them even abandoned it altogether. And they start walking towards isolation. All right, because we think that's what we're supposed to do. Well, yeah, you know, like again, ain't nothing wrong with, with, with practicing physical distancing. I am not about social distancing, by the way. Do not socially distance yourself from me. I will freak out. All right? Don't do that. All right? Physically, I get it. I get it. All right? And because of that, man, we, we're isolated and, and then we're, we're like binge watching stuff. All right? We look like maniacs because we've been watching Netflix for like three days straight. All right. We're scrolling. Some of us are doom scrolling. You know what doom scrolling is? We're just looking for the worst. If you're looking for the worst, man, you will find it. Stop. All right. And we're just tripping, man, binge eating. All right, we're walking away from the cross. We're walking away from the resurrection and we're walking into this 
just comfort of distraction. And we're looking for Jesus and he has not left, man. He's not left. I believe, man, it's time. It's time for, for us to bust out of the isolation, all right, to start looking people in the eye again, right, recognizing that they are people created in God's image and understand that though Christ, that Jesus is not only standing next to us, but he's standing next to them, you know, driving us, not to, not to just give them a hand out, but a hand up, amen, all right? He's kind of leading us, all right, to, to recognize, to pull our heads up from the screen, all right, and to see the people and Jesus all around us, too many men have suffered. Too many are still suffering of death and sickness, man. And right now, the numbers are way up for, for domestic violence, domestic abuse, all right, addiction and depression and even suicide, all right? It is time for the church, come on, man, to change the narrative, amen? Come on. It's time for us to create a different story, a story worth telling a year from now. It's time for us to break off from the herd, man, and cut a new trail. Amen. Amen. To begin and to create a new story, man, to challenge a different story, beginning with yours. Let me ask you this, man. What story did you create over the last year. Think about that. What story did you create, man? What, what story, man? If you have somebody looks over your shoulder, what story did you create? We were, you know, I'm going to tell you something. Everybody on the planet is a storyteller. Every one of us are storytellers. Your life is the story, and your life is the teller of the story. Did you know this? I mean, I think you did. I just want to remind you. You see, his story, Jesus' story has not changed, will not change, is unchanging. Our story is a story that needs changing. Our story is a story that needs rearranging. How will the light of Jesus' story reveal the truth of your story and the needs, all right, for your story and the needs from your story? How will you getting up, rising up, man, and shining, allowing Jesus to shine on you, to shine in you, and to shine through you? How will that change the narrative? How will that change the story right where you're at, man? This is our instruction today. This is our instruction. Happy Easter. All right? <laughs> All right. Oh, would you want to do that? We'll get some eggs. <laughs> We got eggs. We're going to do it. <laughs> Debbie gets mad at me because I eat half the eggs the night before Easter. They're just so good. Hard-boiled eggs are like one of my favorites. <sighs> Let's pray. Father, we give you the praise. We give you the glory, Lord God. We give you the honor in the name of Christ Jesus. We're, we're praying for um, understanding. Also, Lord God, can we have... We, can we have some courage, Lord God? The courage to own this story, Lord God. The courage to allow you to shine on us, Lord God. To shine in us, Lord God. And to shine through us. 
Guide us, Lord God, to hear your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Ephesians chapter 5. Yeah, amen. Boom. Amen. Right on, man. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 13 says this. When anything is exposed by light, it becomes visible. All right? Yes, it does. And for anything that becomes visible, it it is light. Therefore, it says, awake. He's talking to the church, man. Awake, O sleeper. Arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. He will shine on you with his gospel. The very fact that Jesus, that, that God, that through Jesus, God created this planet. All right? He created mankind, all right, and, and we have we have the creation has pushed its way oh, away from the creator, all right, and he is trying to pave, oh, he has paved a way back because we looked at him, we don't know if we want to come back, sometimes we want to go back, other times we don't, it depends if you're going to try to be too controlling or not, all right, and then he just says, look, I've just paved a way back, all right, a way back to myself through the blood of Jesus Christ, through the cross of Jesus Christ, all right, and if you would lift up the cross, all right, he says, Jesus, I'll draw all men to myself, all right, he says, whoever thirsts, let them come to me, and out of their heart will flow rivers of living water. Jesus says, come to me. If you thirst, come and drink. He says, for the Son of Man didn't come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many and pave the way back to the Father for life, real life, big life, larger than life, life, eternal life. The gospel. And you see, how you respond to the gospel, man, is going to reveal a lot about you to you. It will reveal a lot about you to you, there are only three responses for the gospel and to the gospel. Number one, man, and we know this, you just deny it. You just like, I ain't got, I want nothing to do with this. I don't believe this. I don't want anything to do with this. And you just deny it and you harden your heart and you get harder and harder. Every time you have to deny it, you get harder and harder and harder. So the one you deny, number two, all right, is you just start pretending. And the crazy thing is that's what you see a lot of. People pretending. And sometimes they don't even know they're pretending. This is playing church, man, and they don't know they're playing church. They just think, you know, they were taught, they were handed down. If you just do this, this, and this, well, you're a Christian. Yeah, but, but are you a Jesus follower? All right, so, so what happens is some of us, man, we recognize that there's some truth along this story, this gospel story, but I don't know if I want to control in my life, so I'm going to control it by creating this little practice here, this little practice here, and this little practice here, and this makes me feel better about myself, and I create, I create a religious life. I don't want anything to do with that. Number one, you're either going to deny it. Number two, you're going to start pretending. Or number three, you're going to fall on your knees and you're going to worship almighty God. You're going to let Christ shine on your life and reveal your life. Here I am, Lord. Show me what I ain't seeing and I'll start changing things. And he does as he shines on you, all right? He tells you, and then, and then you receive that. He starts to shine in you and you start learning. Check this out. In verse 15, he says, then I want you to look carefully how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. I want you to pay attention to the day to day, all right? I want you to recognize that you're going to step here, but I want it to be lit up. I want the list to be lit up. I want to light up your path. And you're like, how in the world does he do that? Once again, man, by opening up his word. I think for so many of us, we read way too fast 
And we pray way too little when being in the word of God. We read, we read way too fast. We, 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 we read, read. I could say read, I really can. Way too fast. And we pray way too little. I've told so many of you here, man, just privately and just in conversation, that I have been stuck on one verse for the past month and a half, almost two months now. And it's simply this one right here, Psalms 25, verse one. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. You know how many times you read through the scriptures, right? And you come across a verse like this and you're like, oh yeah, that looks like it fits. And you just keep reading. That looks like it's right. You keep reading. Oh, that's, I could make a song out of that verse, Right? I can make a prayer out of that verse. To you, O oh Lord, I lift my soul. Right? I just keep on moving. I, got, I, I was like, God, I want you to literally, I want you to make me wise. I want you to shine in me. Help me to see so that I know when I'm stepping, where I'm stepping, all right? And so I asked him, open up this little word right here to me. And yeah, there's the practicality of it. To you, O oh Lord, most high. To you, all right? I got something and this is going to you, all right? That's very practical. I get that. Oh, Lord, most high, there is no God above you, all right? You are Lord of Lord, God of God. There's no one, nothing compares to you. I lift to you, all oh, that big old God. I lift up my soul. And then I'm like, that's where I got stuck. It's way too easy to just run past that. I want to know what am I saying right here? What does it mean to lift my soul? What is my soul? I started freaking out because I didn't know if I left it somewhere or if I put it in one of my pockets because I couldn't find it. I was looking. You ever look for your soul? Try it. If you freak yourself out, where I think I left it at the house. Dang it. All right. And so you start tripping. What is my soul? And how do I lift it up? The soul. All right. Because we have, we see in the body, in the Bible, the body, the soul, the spirit, the mind, the heart, all these different things. All right. What is the work of the soul? And it is that very same thing that, that even animals have. A soul. And, 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 and it's very and it's very core, the soul is simply our thoughts, right? And our feelings about our thoughts, right? And the desires that are brought on by our feelings and the will to go one way or the other that leads us. And we do go one way or the other. That's why I say the same thing with animal. animal you, ever, you ever see a spider and try to crush it? What does it do? Right? I mean, the whole time you're trying, you're trying to get that spider. He's, he, he don't want to die. He's thinking. He's feeling, ah, all right, desire, don't kill me. I'm moving. Boom, boom, boom. Same thing. So to you, oh Lord, I lift up my soul. How do I take my soul from around here inhabiting with the animals and lift it up to you? Now I'm getting somewhere. Now my path is being revealed. Now he is shining in me and I'm understanding because I'm pursuing understanding. I'm just trying to challenge y'all to just go further, to just go deeper. Sitting right here on a surface level, singing the, that lyric to the song and then forgetting the lyric. That's not what this is meant for. To you, O oh Lord, I lift my soul. Lift it to him. We won't find out the difference between what's right or wrong. God is challenging you and me both to think we don't have to commit intellectual suicide when we're trying to just have a conversation with God. He's challenging us to think. Let me just tell you this. If God isn't challenging you to think, then you just not, might not be talking to God. 
Can I say that without you throwing anything? If God isn't challenging you to think, you just might not be talking with God. Of all people on the planet, man, shouldn't the Jesus people be the most creative thinkers, the most innovative people? We have the mind of the living God, the mind of Christ. Come on, man, shouldn't we be the most creative thinkers on the planet? It's time, he says, man. He says, look carefully how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. It's time to start paying attention, to start thinking the way forward. I love what Gordon McDonald says. He said, the person who does not know how to think, check this out, this is huge. The person who does not know how to think will relentlessly be shaped and influenced by the dominant culture around him or her. The person who does not know how to think alongside the Lord, to think with God, to, be, to, be, to accept the challenges. God not only, he not only empowers you or challenges you to think, he empowers you to think. Will relentlessly be shaped and influenced by the dominant culture around him or her. It is time to let Christ shine in you. Let me ask you this, man. What, what if we proposed, all right? What if we thought our way through this? What if we innovated our way through this? What if we created our way through this? What if we proposed to live a life that was not satisfied with the person that we were yesterday? What if we decided to, you know, to live a life that is not, that to, today, that is not satisfied with the person we were yesterday? What if we did this? What if we challenged ourselves in this area? I can't tell you how tragic it is, man, when, you, when, I, when I meet somebody that, that I've known for years and maybe haven't seen them for 10 years, and I see them and it doesn't look like their life has moved at all. Their life hasn't even moved. It's still the same. I mean, there's one thing about sameness. Yeah, follower of Christ is still, still sold out. But you know what? Life needs to move because Jesus is moving. I don't know about you, man, but if you see me a year from now, I want to be, be, be at least noticed as taking new ground, new ground for the glory of Jesus, conquer ground behind me for his glory, and taking and pursuing new ground. Amen? Amen. What if we decided or proposed to live a life that was not satisfied with the person we were yesterday? Let Christ shine on you. Allow Christ to shine in you, and he's going to light the way. And finally, allow him to shine through you. Making, look at he says in verse 16, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Making the best use of the time because the days are evil. It is so crazy how comfortable all of us are with wasting time. Have you ever noticed that? We're so comfortable with wasting time. And, and, but we all know that pr- the time is our most precious commodity. But yeah, we'll waste time. I'm wasting time. As I get older, I mean, I'm in my 30s now, and it's freaking me out, all right? As I, as I get older, all right, time is becoming way more precious. I'm starting to recognize, I got a shelf life. When I was a kid, man, what? I'm living forever. You know what I mean? Nothing can touch me. Nowadays, I'm paying attention to, okay, what? I ain't trying to waste no time. Amen. And he tells us, man, and I'm telling you, even if you are young, man, recognize this, all right? Make the best use. And I love the word, the time. It's not necessarily just talking about what time is it. He's saying, make best use of the opportunities that are in front of you. 
And you'll make this, see, if, if Christ shines on you and the gospel is on your life and it is in your life and he shines in you and you start to be able to see forward, all right, you're going to recognize, all right, how he wants to shine through you. And you're going to recognize what is the best wisdom that he supplies will give you the understanding of what is the best use of this time, these opportunities that are in front of you. It is time to allow Christ to shine through you. Teresa of Avila, she says this, is this, uh, you know, it's an old lady that we would call a saint, but we're all saints, praise the Lord, for his glory. She said, when one reaches the highest degree of human maturity, one has only one question left, and that is, how can I be useful? How can I be helpful? Not useful, my bad. How can I be helpful? How can we help? That's probably the, one of the most important questions the church could ask a watching culture, a waiting culture, is how can we help? How can we help? How can I help? It's our job. You see, when this awakening happens within me and Christ shines in me, all right, and then he wants to shine through me, transforming the world around me, that's what he does. He starts to work in us, all right, that works through us and transforms the world around us. Christine King, I just, I want to, I have to quote her because she has this amazing, this, this amazing thought in this area. She says, when we, the church, when we forget who we are and what we are here on earth for, uh, on earth to do, and we just live as though what is happening now is the only thing that is going to happen, which is happening a lot right now. People are just living that, that we, we're just living like what is happening right now. This is the only thing that's going to happen. So I'm going to just keep happening in what's happening. And that's not what, that, that, that's what she says. When we start living like this. She says, what hope have we to give to a broken world? What hope, man, do we have to give to a broken world when we, we forget who we are, when we forget why we're here? Man, I've listened. I love talking to young people, and I love listening to their dreams. And I wish, I, I get discouraged when I talk to, you know, uh, some, as they grow older, and I just saw them give up on these dreams. And I'm like, man, Christ put these dreams in your heart, man. He has put these dreams of, of just of, of, of healing and helping and changing things around you. Man, how could we help you? How can we challenge that? We cannot forget, man, that as men and women of God, we have availability to the ear of the Father. We can climb that mountain, all right? Listen to the voice of God and bring heaven down here to earth so men and women who are dying to know Jesus and don't even know it, all right, can see him. It's time to wake up, man. It's time to stay awake. It's time to live fully alive. And it's no more sleepwalking because this is why we're here. Ephesians chapter two, verse 10 says, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, all right, which God prepared beforehand so that we could walk in them. So that we could walk in them. Good works, healers, helpers, proclaimers of the word inviters into this life. You know, they, when Jesus came along the scene, the prophets before him had this mantra that was handed down to the Jewish community. And it's a crazy mantra. It's a couple of thousand years old. But check it out. Here's what it says. The quality of your faith 
will be judged by the quality of justice in the land. And the quality of justice will be judged by how well the weakest and the most vulnerable groups in society fare while you were alive. Look at that again. And the quality of justice will be judged by how well the weakest and most vulnerable groups in society fared while you were alive. It's faith in action. It's Christ shining on us, Christ shining in us, and Christ shining through us. Jesus said that you're the light of the world. Talking about you, talking about me, talking about the church. It's time to take that basket off the light, all right? That cover, that tarp, remove the tarp. Let the world see the light of Christ coming straight from your house, man. If your people don't know Jesus, then you probably need to be Jesus to your people so they could see and get a glimpse of Jesus. We were created, man. Come on, man. Every one of you here were created for so much more. So much more. And see, the crazy thing is, you know it. You know it. But we're afraid. All right? Because sometimes fear overcomes our faith. Imagine. Imagine, man, if this world felt the effect of a church living out loud in love for Jesus. The whole church. Imagine this community. All right, imagine the effect on the community around us would have, if Christ was allowed to shine through every one of us here every day. It's going to take all of us, man. Because together we can change the local expression, the local impact of the local church. That would be the epicenter for a worldwide transformation. It happened with just 12 dudes 2,000 years ago right after he rose again from the grave. There are more than 12 here. It went just within 30 to 40 days, it went from just 12 dudes to 120 men and women changing the world around them. And there are more than that here. It's going to take all of us And, and you know what? Recognize this. Things are going to get messy. Spiritual warfare is always messy. And people are going to get mad. Mostly religious people. Can't wait to get started. <laughs> mm -hmm. He is risen. Amen. He is alive. Amen. But you know what? He's been risen. Amen. He's been alive. What about you? Will you rise? Will you truly live? We're not finished. 
Stay right here. Let's pray this song in agreement together. Amen. Come on.